It's time for you to be a part of the show. Email or call with questions for Dr. Mike now. Email ask Dr. Mike Smith at radiomd.com or call 877-711-5211. What are you waiting for? The doctor is in. So my first question I'm, I'm going to be pretty quick with, I think, um, because I, I think this to really get into this would take a longer time, and I got some other questions I want to do. But the question from the listener is, um, is the HPV vaccine really necessary? Uh, we've never seen problems with HPV until now. And the person did now in quotes. Um, so, And I think I understand what, what, what they mean by that. Um, there is this belief among some people that the whole vaccine industry is just like a fraud or whatever, and they're making up diseases and you know, we've got a vaccine against, I mean, pretty soon we're going to be taking hundreds of vaccines throughout our lives, you know, to prevent all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, the theory of vaccine, they work great. You know, my degrees in immunology and microbiology before I went to medical school, I've studied vaccines probably more than most doctors have, and they do work. They, they do have benefit, and they've done some great things for us as, as humans, you know, over the past few decades. Uh, the question specific here is about HPV, human papillomavirus. It, it, you know, in girls, it can cause cervical cancer. It also has been linked to um, cancer of the esophagus and the soft tissues in the neck, and that happens in boys more than, than girls. Um, is it really necessary? Um, I, I'm not ready to say it, yes or no at this point, but I, I want to address the, really the second part of this where it says we never had a problem with HPV until now, and he puts that in this person, puts that in quotes. Um, it, and I understand what, what, what the listener means by that, that, you know, HPV has always been around. It's always been linked to cervical cancer and, and neck cancers. Um, and we've always done just fine. I mean, you, I mean do, is the vaccine really preventing a lot of these cancers from happening? Is it really necessary? I, I get all that. I, I think what I want to mention to this listener is this. But we live in a different time today, right? We, we live in a different environment. Um, we have a lot more people. We have teenagers having sex at younger and younger ages, um, and a lot more often. I mean, that's been shown in lots of different uh, epidemiological type studies. You know, when they ask about smoking and drinking and drugs and sex, all of it's happening younger and younger. Girls are going into their first uh, uh, periods younger and younger. So I think we—it's just a different time in a different place. So we—it's not a fair comparison to to take today and say why should we do this vaccine today when hpv has always been around well 20 years ago was very different than today in terms of the, the number of people the number of partners the number of times teenagers are having sex before they get out of high school all that is different today and because of that we should be looking at hpv a little bit more we should be looking at the vaccine i'm not i'm not saying it is absolutely necessary yet i think we need some more research on it but it's just a different time today than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. So it is a legitimate question. Is HPV worse today? Not so much the virus. Is it more virulent? Is it just spreading more because we have more people, kids are having sex younger, that kind of stuff? I think it's a legitimate question. Okay. Next question. Are coffee enemas really as good as some experts say they are? I've ne- I don't – you know. Uh, I, I looked at this question and I said to myself, I don't know a lot about coffee enemas. And so I, I had some of the life extension advisors put together what they believe to be the pros and cons of 
of coffee enemas. And I'm going to let you. I'm just going to go over the pros and cons, and see. Um, and, and it was funny in doing this. I I asked a a health advisor at Life Extension who I know does coffee enemas and really believes in them to give me the the pro part, and then the con part. I asked a, a advisor who I know is absolutely against coffee enemas because I've heard them having little debates at lunch <laughs> about this. And so I wanted to get the pro from the person who does it, the con from the person who doesn't like it, and let's just kind of see where we're at with that. By the way, I, I mean, I know a lot of people in the industry that do them, and they swear by them. Historically speaking, anecdotally speaking, um, people love them. They say they feel better. They have more I mean, all that kind of stuff. A matter of fact, uh, Suzanne Summers, a good friend of mine, I've been on her show. She's been on my show. Um, she does them. She swears by them. So, you know, I, I so let's just let's just see what um, the health, the life extension health advisors had to say. So here's the pro person. This is the this is from the health advisor that does them. Uh, coffee enemas are used by holistic physicians for all sorts of conditions, including cancer. Lots of people find help with constipation, fatigue, liver detoxification concerns. I know this sounds bizarre because you prefer to taste your coffee, not insert it rectally. Agreed. Um, I'm, I'm not going to read everything, everything they go, but seriously, coffee enemas may help relieve constipation, insomnia, cognitive problems. They may eliminate or control parasites yeast infections, other pathogens. Coffee enemas are frequently used in a natural cancer protocol, such as the Gerson therapy, uh, which is a type of a natural cancer therapy that was developed many years ago by a guy named Dr. Gerson. Uh, coffee enemas were outlined as a treatment in the um, Merck manual even uh, in the mid-1970s. Um, it's not the enema as much as it is the coffee that helps. You are exposed to a barrage of toxin compounds in your life. You can easily become overloaded. Some of you cannot detoxify properly. Coffee enemas help you make glutathione, an antioxidant that sends poisons packing. Okay, so ultimately what the person here who does coffee enemas is saying, there's some historical use even in conventional medicine. Uh, the coffee itself helps to boost glutathione levels, which is critical to detoxification pathways. Okay. I don't know if that's true. I'd have to look. I'm not sure. There's a lot of different types of antioxidants in coffee. Um, there's obviously caffeine. And I'd have to review the literature to see if some of those antioxidants in coffee or the caffeine is linked to glutathione production. I haven't seen that before, so I'm not sure. But that's what's being stated here. But I'm, so I'm going to play devil's advocate as I read the pros and cons here. So that's so I, I'm questioning that. Coffee enemas can be done at home inexpensively. Okay, that'll go with you just need a comfortable spot on the floor on your bathroom or bathtub. As the coffee is retained in your bowel, the fluid goes through your intestinal wall, through the portal vein to your liver. Okay, um, even that connection's a little I'm not sure about. So ba so large bowel, specifically rectum. Um, through the intestinal wall. I mean, we do know the colon can absorb some fluids like water. Um, whether or not that gets into the portal vein or not, that's questionable. The portal vein is usually more connected to the small bowel. So I don't know even about that. 
The stimulating effects and healing compounds of coffee jumpstart your liver and gallbladder. Bile will flow and help you to get rid of toxins. So there's some of the pros. The cons, though. So I question that whole thing about glutathione. I'm questioning the, the whole thing about getting into the portal vein. I don't know. I, I'd have to look that up. But that's the pros. The cons. This is from the con health advisor. Coffee enemas are considered unsafe and should be avoided. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. And knowing this health advisor, that's exactly how this person would say that. Rare but serious adverse events like septicemia, which is um, bacteria in your blood, rectal perforation. Oh, come on. That's pretty rare. And electrolyte abnormalities have been caused by coffee enemas. So all of that, yes, septicemia, perforation, electro, all of that can happen with any kind of enema. But let's be honest. Those are rare, 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 rare events. Um, he even says... Deaths from the administration of coffee enemas have been reported. I've never seen that before. I'd have to question that. Coffee enemas are based on pre-scientific idea called auto-intoxication, the belief we are being poisoned by toxins because we are not digesting and eliminating waste products from our colons. This concept is not new and has roots as far back as our records of medicine. Auto-intoxication as a concept was discarded over time as the scientific basic for disease was discovered. That is not true. Auto-intoxication is still something being studied and thought about even in conventional circles. So that's not true. So here we have the pros and the cons. I'll let you decide. I'm personally not going to do it. I'm going to stick to drinking coffee. But um, I guess the debate is still out. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. <laughs> 